before we started our sermon series on builders. Can you say builders? So it's going to be an eight-week series. It's just such a long series. So we are in the fourth week of the series called Builders. So as I keep saying, I strongly believe that every one of us is called to build. All of us sitting here, we are all called to build. This morning, you are a builder and I am a builder. Can you say, I am a builder? Out loud, I am a builder. Can you look at your neighbors and say, I am a builder? Just turn around a little more. I'm a builder. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. So at the beginning of each sermon in this sermon series, we take a oath known as builder's oath. So shall we all arise for that oath as we get there in the screen? So let's read out loud and let's mean what we read. Shall we start? Builder's oath. I believe, join with me. I believe that I'm called to build, not to destroy. I believe that I'm called to build on the foundation of Christ, that is God's word. I'm called to build myself up, not to destroy. I'm called to build my family, not to destroy. I'm called to build my marriage, not to destroy. I'm called to build my church, not to destroy. I'm called to build my nation, not to destroy. I'm also called to encourage one another and to build each other up. I will be faithful to my call to build. I will take all the efforts to build. Even it requires me to sacrifice my time, my effort, my ego, my status. I will still look for opportunities to build others. I will rejoice over seeing other lives being built by me. I will join my fellow builders to build the kingdom of God on this earth without any national, lingual, racial, color, and denominational discriminations. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. So we are doing a sermon series called The Builders. So last week we spoke about character builders. How can we build our characters? And this week, as a fourth sermon in the series called Builders, we are going to talk about faith builders. Can you say with me? Faith builders. Out loud, faith builders. Faith builders. So faith builders are called to build faith in hopeless situations. Faith builders are called not only to build themselves, they're also called to build other lives in times of hopelessness. Can you say in times of hopelessness? You know, many times we go through that in our lives. Many times we see others going through that in their lives. As a city, as a nation, at times going through at times of hopelessness. When COVID stri struck us, you know, the entire land, in their face of the earth. People who are living on the face of this, they were going through a time of hopelessness. We do not know when, why, how, how for whom it's going to happen. No idea. We know that the death has a list. And with that list, you know, the death was striking across the nations, bringing people to death in times of hopelessness. God is calling you and me to build your life and to build all of our lives. Bible talks about many such faith builders. Can you say faith builders? 
Especially in Hebrew chapter 11, it gives a list of great faith builders from the Old Testament as well as from the New Testament. We are all called to build from absolute hopelessness. We are all called to build from absolute desolation. You know, this morning, I want you to look at me. I want you to look at me. I want your attention. So these men and women that we read in chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, you know, they build their lives and they build the lives of people in times of hopelessness, in times of distress. And this morning, God is calling you and me to do the same. There were rubbles everywhere. There are debris everywhere. But God had called them to build. God had called them specifically to build. There were negativity. There were pessimism. There were hopelessness. There were opposition. The conditions were, was, were not in favor. But God still called people of God to build. And you and I are not in a different situation today. We see absolute hopelessness even in our own lives. Even when you think about the future, think about the future. And I see many parents coming and crying concerning their children. When you think about them and their future, there is absolute hopelessness. In the midst of all these, God wants us to have faith in Him. God wants men and women to have faith in God so that we can build our lives, we can build our families, we can build our community. Your situation has the power if you can put the next slide, please. If your situation has the power to bury everything, including you and including your family, unless you rise out of the rubbles to build. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me? Your family, your, your situation, the situation that you are going through in today, I don't know, I'm talking to some people this morning, your situation that you are going through in your life today and your family is going through, those situations have all the power to bury. Today it's somebody and tomorrow it's me and it's you. We don't know who is on the list. But God wants us to be awake. And God is telling this morning that our situation is more powerful to bury us unless we rise out of the rubbles to build by faith. Everything is possible by faith. That's what the word of God says. If we believe, we will see the glory of God. And this morning we are talking about building our lives by faith. How can we be, be a, become a faith builder? This morning I want to give you a simple illustration, a known illustration, if you can put the next slide. In New York City, we all know that the World Trade Center, the Twin Tower was brought down in the year 2001. So apart from the 3,000 lives that were lost on the day, there were debris and rubbles everywhere. It took almost 10 months for them to get all the rubbles out. Can you imagine every day and night people working there? It took 10 months for them to get the rubbles out of there. So in that hopeless situation that took place in 2001, there came another building. They started constructing another building in the same site in the year 2006 known as one, one World Observatory or One World Trade Center. That building was constructed in 2006 and it was open for public in 2015. The reason I put that illustration is, you see the beautiful two tower, tin, twin, twin Tower building over there, and when it was brought to rubbles, there was absolute hopelessness. Now I keep listening to some of those stories, 
are people who escaped the tragedy. People who are left at home and husband went to work, wife went to work, children went to work and they never came back. Absolute hopelessness. And they are built another tower. God is asking us to do the same thing this morning. When everything is brought down to absolute rubbles, God is asking us to build. That requires a tremendous amount of faith from us. It's not, it's not possible otherwise. With our strength, we can't do it. Faith builders are called to build in the midst of absolute hopelessness, in the midst of rubbles. How can we become a faith builder? The only way we can learn how to build by faith is by looking at those faith builders. Bible talks about and what can we learn from them so that we can build our lives in that same way. You know, with that idea, I was just, you know, preparing for this sermon and this morning I'm here. So we are going to learn from the lives of these faith builders. Now, in order to become a faith builder, we need to know some truths, scriptural truths. Can you say truths? Bible says, you will know, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Truth is the word of God. And truth is what we understand, what men and women of God went through in their lives, and what they displayed by their faith. When we understand this truth, and when we personalize this truth to our own lives, we see deliverance, we see freedom. Because Bible doesn't lie, word of God doesn't lie. It will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. And this morning, if you are listening to me, if you are hearing my voice, you know, God has a plan and God has a purpose. It's all up to you to capture it. It's all up to you to apply that in your life. So we are going to learn a couple of truths this morning from the lives of these men and women. They, they display great faith in God. And number one. Faith sees, can you read with me? Faith sees what others don't see. Faith sees what others don't see. I want to talk about the life of Noah. We read the uh, life of Noah in the book of Genesis. We also read the writer of Hebrews putting it in a, in a very proper way, in a very precise way. Shall we all go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7? Can you read with me? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. By faith, out loud, can you read with me? Being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he contemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Bible says very clearly, Noah was divinely warned of things that are not seen yet. God gave a warning to Noah and God asked him to do what to do but he had never seen, in fact they had never seen rain in their lives. But Noah through the eyes of faith he saw the ark. Through the eyes of faith, because faith sees what others don't see. If you are a child of God, if you are a man of faith, woman of faith, you see things that others don't see. Your, your neighbor may not see. People who are working with you may not see. You know, you, if, if, if that's not true, it doesn't really make sense that we say, we call that ourselves as a people of faith. 
You know, this Bible had to be practical, otherwise there is no point in talking about it. But then we are the one who need to make these words practical and put that in our lives. So faith sees what others don't see. Noah did not see the ark. Noah never saw flood in his life. Noah never saw mankind getting perished in flood. But God asked him to prepare an ark. And Noah saw that by faith. Others never saw it. And he started building that ark. You know, when you are a faith builder, you build based on what you have not seen. You start working towards something that you are not seeing, you are not experiencing in your life, but somewhere down the line, somewhere deep inside of it, God has put a desire in your heart, and you are going ahead with that. Does it make sense to you? Somewhere inside of you, you heard the voice of God telling you, this is what I want you to do. You to do. Noah did the same thing. Noah did the same thing. You build your faith by not seeing. Seeing and doing is not faith. What is the definition of faith? Faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things that are not seen. We have a vision. You saw that vision. Others haven't seen that vision. You try to tell your husband, you try to tell your wife, they just mock at you. You know what, my, my, my wife, anyway, I decided not to talk about it because you know what, after the church, you immediately rush to her and tell her what I said from here. So God speaks through her in visions and dreams. And there are many things when she shared those things with me, I don't know how much pay, attention I pay because I haven't seen that vision. She was the only one who saw that vision. In the same way, God had put a vision, a dream in your life, in your heart. Others haven't seen that. You see it's coming. Others don't see it. No one saw that it's coming, but others did not. The vision that God gave you, the prophetic word that God gave you, the promise that God gave you, the deep desire that God put in your life, only you know it. Now many times we expect for, we, we wait for acceptance from other people. They try to get them along with you in the vision that God has given you. But you know what? People don't understand what you're talking about because it's your vision, it's not their vision. You can see, but they cannot see. Noah built this by faith, by what he has not seen. It doesn't make sense from the, from the, from, from the, for an ordinary person. He started building things based on what he hasn't seen. God spoke to him, Noah spoke to him, but not to his children. And you know what? He started building his children in faith too. Because they all cooperated him. That's the reason they could escape the flood. But Noah built their faith to believe on what is coming. So as Noah did, God is expecting us to continue to build faith in our lives. If God has asked you to do certain things, God has told you to do something, just go for it. 
Just go for it. The time is going to show. The time is going to make sure it happens in life. The truth number one. Can you read with me if you can put that? Faith builders see what others don't see. Number two. Faith is louder than the crowd. Faith is louder than the crowd. There are many scriptural examples I want to quote from the life of blind Bartimaeus. Shall we read Mark chapter 10 verses 46 to 48? Can you read with me? Now they came to Jericho as Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Verse 47, and when they heard that was Jesus, it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What happened immediately? Verse 48, then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. We are talking about faith is louder than the crowd. Faith is louder than the crowd. A man who was blind, a man who was building his faith as he just come to know that Jesus is passing by. He started building his faith in himself. He needs healing. He needs faith to receive healing. Even today when you receive healing, when you need healing, the touch of God, we need to have faith in God. We need to faith in God to receive anything from Him. But as he was building up his faith, there are other people. What they were doing, they're asking him to keep quiet. You know, most of the time in our lives, if our faith is not louder than the crowd, People next to you, people around you will put you down. Your family will put you down. People in your situation will put you down. You will not be able to do anything for God. And forget God, you will not be able to do anything. Effectively, even for your family, you are living on the face of this earth. And God is telling you this morning, faith is louder than the crowd. Many times we just go with the crowd. If the crowd says, people say, don't do it, we don't do it. You know, I've seen many people there. They are like just like a wind, you know, a, a, a feather or a leaf that is tossed here and there by the wind. They just go with the situation. They just go with the flow. Your faith in God cannot be quenched by others. Your faith in God cannot be put down by others. The noise of the crowd, obviously, they choke us. People around us, they will choke us. They will not allow us to accomplish. You know, at times even wonder, such a spiritual people they come on our way and block our way. We would not be able to do anything that God wants us to do. Wants to do through us. I used to say that my father, he was such a great man of God. But many times we wanted to start business in our lives when we were, my three of us, and we were in IT and the point of time we wanted to start a business, it was a good opportunity. But my dad is always like, he's so afraid of business. You know, business is, it'll start, it'll fall down, and then you'll not be able to, you'll be in problem, you'll be in trouble. Let's work for somebody and let's get the pay and then keep going, you know, that kind of approach. But when I wanted to resign my job, I wanted to come full time, working for God in the kingdom of God, 
if he would have been alive at that time i'm sure i would have got a great resistance from him not to do it not to do it you know at times we wonder people who are with us people we who 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 and looks like they understand our vision looks like they are following us following with us they are with us even at that time they don't understand because it is not their vision again it is your vision and if we allow your faith to be softer and if we try to play so silent in that situation you know what will happen the crowd's voice will raise and you will never be able to accomplish what god want to accomplish through your life make sure let your voice be louder than the crowd remember faith is louder truth number 2 can you read with me faith builders are louder than the crowd that doesn't mean that we need to be always against somebody to do something different it is important that you need to do what god has put in your mind god has asked you to do it is applicable for in your personal life it is applicable for in your marriage life your family life your social life and in the church if we want to do what god wants us to do we need to make sure that we raise our faith let that be louder than the noise number 3 faith acts can you read with me faith acts when everyone retracts faith acts when everyone retracts we are talking about faith builders we need to have these characteristics these truths so embedded deep in our hearts if you want to be a faith builder you know faith is something that we need to exercise in our lives i'll just come to that in a moment faith acts when everyone retracts I want to talk a little bit about from the life of isaac Isaac at some point of time in his life he was going through in fact his entire nation was going through major famine there was a severe drought in the land and any of you remember when there was a drought in the time of Abraham what he did he went to Egypt so God told Isaac very specifically and he went to Egypt and he got into trouble right you remember So now God told him specifically you are not going to Egypt during this famine. I seen people come to this nation and they say that okay oh this oh I thought Canada is totally different my god I landed in such a nation I want to go back I want to go back initial 4 5 years that's a cry we hear from people no I don't I don't know I can't do it here I was so and so there and when I came here there is nothing there is nothing i have to do everything yeah, that's true so true actually we had you know so much of facility there to do everything here you need to mop your floor you need to collect your trash and you need to do everything you need to change diapers everything you have to do everything you have to do we wanted to retract god told him specifically no you are not going back stay in this land you know what happened god was building him as a faith builder there was a great famine and isaac remained in that land and during that famine when nobody was sowing anything on you know the, the ground is so dry and we see a man who acts when everyone retracts now when things are not going in your life you should remember that's the time you need to exercise your faith in god I think about this way if you do not exercise our faith how do we know the benefit of having faith in God are you with me if you do 
not exercise your faith, if you just keep it for yourself and do not, do not act anything based on the faith, but by the way, Bible says faith without action is dead. It's equivalent to not having faith in God. And God wants us to act. What are we afraid of? What are we are stuck? Where we are stuck with this morning? God wants us to act. God wants us to move forward. Isaac was a faith builder and he sowed. When nobody was sowing in the land. You know what Bible says? He reaped. Did we read the scripture? Genesis 26 verse 12. Can you read with me? Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. We are talking about a faith builder who sowed and reaped in the time of great famine when nobody else was doing it. Do we have that courage when all the field is empty, it's totally dried, Isaac sowed in this land, only in the piece of land that he had flourished. How is it possible? You know, faith is supposed to do this. Faith in God, your faith in God is supposed to bring down miracles for you. If not, if you don't see that faith in God, if you don't see the benefit of having faith in God, we need to question our faith. What is that kind of faith that we have in God? Unless we do something in faith, we don't really see the benefit of having it. Many times we are afraid. Many times we keep on thinking and we kept on thinking at times even. We are fearful. You know, we need to do one thing. We need to starve our faith. Starve our fear, but we need to feed our faith. In times of difficulty, in times of pain, at times we allow our fear to come up in our lives. If it happens this way, if that happens, if it doesn't go through well, what can I do? But God is telling this morning, you need to feed your faith, not your fear. Not your fear. Truth number three. Can you read with me? Faith builders act when everyone retracts. Number four. Faith never stops trying. Can you say that with me? Faith never stops trying. I want to talk a little bit about the life of the women with the issue of blood. We read that from Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 28. As we read the scriptures, I want you to note it down. The kind of struggles that she went through in her life. Can you read with me? Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 long years, verse 26, and had suffered many things for many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Jesus says, in fact, scripture says, she suffered for a long time. She had seen many physicians, many doctors, and she spent all that she had. This morning I'm talking about somebody who spent everything in her life and resulted in nothing. But that never stopped him, her from trying. And after spending all these things, there was no cure at all. There was no cure at all. But nothing stopped her from trying one more time. Nothing really stopped her from trying one more time. Faith doesn't stop us from trying. 
You know, maybe that's the last time that you need to try. If she would not have tried that, she would not have got healed at that moment. Are you with me this morning? Can you hear an amen? If she would not have tried one last time, she would not have got healed. Maybe this is your last time. Maybe God wants you to try something different. How many times we give up easily and we say that nothing is working out. And God is telling you this morning, faith never stops trying. There is nothing wrong in trying. You may or may not have it, you may or may not get it, but there is nothing that can stop you from trying. Faith doesn't work if you are not cooperating. You remember the story of somebody sailing in the boat and then the boat is about to drown in, in the falls and they were crying out for help and we all know the story, right? God sent a helicopter, God sent somebody and they said, no, 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 I'm, not, I'm waiting for God to help me. Many times God brings help through strangers. God brings help in our lives through people whom you don't know even. He's the God who cares for you. He's the God who cares for your life. But what he needs is your faith. Many times when Jesus was ministering, apostles were ministering. It's not that Jesus did that miracle power with his power. Of course, he had power. But he says, your faith has made you well. Do we have that faith in God this morning? That is so much needed for a miracle to take place. Your victory may be in the last try. Truth number four is faith builders never stop trying. Number five, faith refuses to settle down for ordinary. Faith refuses to settle down for ordinary. I want to talk about the life of Moses here. You all know that Moses was in the, in the palace of Pharaoh. He had a very comfortable life. He had a very great life there. In fact, Pharaoh was equipping him to bring him up to, as a great man. Whatever crime he committed, probably he could have asked for sorry and then you know, Pharaoh could have accepted him back into the palace. But Bible says, the writer of Hebrews says, Hebrews chapter 11 verses 24 to 26. Can you read with me? By faith, Moses, when he became of age, what he did? He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And what he did? Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he looked towards the reward number five truth is faith refuses to settle down for ordinary things can you say ordinary you know for Moses being a son of Pharaoh's daughter was ordinary For Moses, being a son, growing up in the palace was ordinary. You know, when God calls you, when God has an eye over your life, when God has a plan, beautiful plan for your life, many things in this world will look ordinary. Your attention won't go there. You won't get easily attracted by those things in life. It's all good to have. But that's not your objective. That's not the purpose. 
Faith refuses to settle down for ordinary. And what was extraordinary for him? Suffering affliction with the people of God. That was extraordinary for him. You know, today God was asking you to think about what are we pursuing? What are we after? Are we after what God considers as ordinary? Or we are after something that is extraordinary? Now God is looking for those people. God is looking for those Moseses. Life has two options. Every life has two options. Number one, we can just leave the life as and when it comes. We can just leave the life and go with the flow. That's one option. That means we are settling down for the ordinary. The second option is to choose what really matters to God, to choose what really considered by God as extraordinary. Did you get that? Life has two options. Number one, we can just do whatever we want. We can go with the flow the world is going today. And by doing it, we are settling down for the ordinary. But when we choose to do something that God considers as matter, God considers as precious and it matters for God, we live extraordinary life. Can you put the next slide, please? Can you read with me? Do we have a quote there? Okay, I can read it for you. Anything other than, can you, can you just listen to me? Anything other than what God has called you to do is cheap and it is ordinary. That won't satisfy you. Anything, that call, anything other than what God has called you to do is ordinary and it is cheap. Those things won't satisfy you. You know, that's the reason when people talk to us, what talk to me sometimes, they say that I'm not happy with anything that's happening in my life. This job is not good. I tried this, I tried that, and so many things I tried. Nothing is satisfying me. I'm not happy with the life that I'm living in today. That clearly tells you that God is calling you for something. God has an eye on you. God wants you to do something. Anything that is what God wants us to do, Anything other than what God has called us to do is cheap and ordinary. They won't satisfy. Refuse to settle down. Anything that is not meant for you. Refuse to settle down for anything that is not really meant for you. You know, I had this trouble in the year 2012, 2011, 2012, when I was working full time with the government, with the Department of Health. I had that struggle every day. After Sunday, finishing the service, finishing all the meetings, we had all the meetings Saturday and Sunday, and I go back to office and start working there. I feel that I'm not really doing justice. And two years I had the struggle. I had to go through the struggle day in and day out, especially in the beginning of the week, every week. That was not satisfying me. And some point of time I had to resist, resist myself to settle down anything that is God has not meant for me. In your life it is true. It may not be just coming to full-time ministry. It may be something that God is calling you to do. Truth number five. Can you put the slide please? Faith builders refuse to settle down for ordinary. You need to go back today and you need to ask God. 
God, am I doing your will? What do you want me to do? I have full-time job, Monday to Friday, 8 to 5. I have so many hours remaining. What do you want me to do, God? What is the purpose of bringing me to this nation? I usually say that we are not come down this to this nation to settle down comfortably. We are here as missionaries. We are here as a missionary. We have a, we have a burden. We have a purpose. Why God has brought us to this nation. Number six, let's move further as we close. Number six, can you read with me? Faith pushes through obstacles. Faith pushes through obstacles. Talk a little bit about from the life of Nehemiah. Let's read a couple of scriptures. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1. Can you read with me? Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1. But it so happened when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. Verse 3. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and he said, can you keep reading, whatever they build, You know, that's how he was teasing them. Even if a fox walks on the wall that you have built, people of God, you have built, the wall is going to fall down. Then in verse 10, then Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing. It was very hard for them to build the wall. And there is so much of rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. Verse 11, and our adversaries said, they will never know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. The sixth truth we are talking about is faith pushes through obstacles. Talking about a man of God, Nehemiah, a faith builder, not just a wall builder, a faith builder. How many difficulties they were going through? Number one, they were, Nehemiah and his team, they were mocked by Sanballat and Tobias. Number two, they were tired, they were very tired. They are worn out, they are completely, they are, because of their hard labor, they are totally tired. They are totally tired. Number three, too much of rubbish there. Too much of rubbles. They were finding it so difficult to get all the rubbles out. And number four, fear of their adversaries. They were about to kill them. In the midst of all this, a man of God could stand and build the wall. In the midst of the, all the opposition that had, whatever those obstacles that were in front of him, he was moving forward to build the wall we are talking about faith pushing through the obstacles. You know, nothing in this world is without any obstacle. Anything you try to do, there is always an obstacle. How many times we hit those walls and we come back and say that God is not going to work. I tried many times. It's not going to work at all. God, it's very difficult. It's not going to happen. Today, God is asking, what are those obstacles in front of you? Can you just name them one, two, three, four? What are those four different obstacles that are standing in front of you? And God is telling you this morning, you are called to be a faith builder. God wants you to push through those obstacles. And you know what? At times we feel like giving up and God is telling you this morning, do not give up. Push through the obstacles. Where is your faith in God? God wants you to build. Wants your faith to be built. And not only that, God wants you, wants you to build the people that are living around you in your household 
And today you are the man of faith and you are the woman of faith and you have a call in your life to build your family. And God is asking you not to give up. Pray it over and walk it over and overcome the struggles and fight it out. And God has a way for you. And this morning I just want you to believe. Show me all the eyes as we read truth number six. Faith builders pushes through obstacles. You know, this morning I believe God has spoken to you. God is talking about building your life and your family. A couple of truths that we spoke about this morning as I summarize. Number one, faith builders see what others don't see. Faith builders are louder than the crowd. Faith builders act when everyone retracts. Faith builders never stop trying. Faith builders refuse to settle for ordinary. Faith builders push us through obstacles. Shall we close our eyes?